0: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of
1: the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios on Thursday, March 14th, we have A great show for you as we get you ready for the LA Galaxy's next home game against Minnesota United on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. kickoff time. Uh, Should be an interesting uh, task for the LA Galaxy, looking at a team that's coming at them 2-0, two road wins for Minnesota, uh, and coming in fairly healthy, whereas you have the LA Galaxy, who are not very healthy at the very moment. Uh, We're going to get you updated on news, on injuries, and, of course, on uh, anything else we can certainly find along the way. Uh, good news for everybody involved is, of course, that the fly that was here last time had been exterminated uh, before the end of our last show, so uh, we won't have any problems with that. But before we get too long, let's welcome a uh, uh, good good guy who's back here in the uh, in the studio after putting in a long slog today out covering LA Galaxy Training. Welcome back to the show. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks,
2: Josh. Every time we hear that, it's like a badge of honor. And I must say that following uh, the last game, the last home game, I was walking down the stands, and I hear behind me these two guys go, Larry Morgan, not at Twitter. Yeah. Yep. And they turned around and shook their hands, said hi. And they said they'd said they liked the show. They like my stuff. So I guess, uh, you know, I guess that's my. Uh,
1: that's that's your that's your calling, Larry. That's my calling. That's as you were saying today that you were saying, well, I don't know. Maybe I will get on Twitter. I said, nothing you could do on Twitter would ever be as big as you not being on Twitter. Well,
2: people keep asking me and they keep resisting. Oh, I want to see one thing about the fly, Josh. Yes. Just be thankful it wasn't a flock of seagulls in here. Yes.
1: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> This is true. We could have had a whole birds episode. That wouldn't have been any good, so we, we won't do that. So uh, so it was good. Uh, you know, uh, the LA Galaxy doing it. You were out at training today, so I think we're certainly going to talk to you a whole bunch about that. Um, LA Galaxy, not very healthy, Larry no, Morgan. No, um, especially
2: a key position, especially one in particular key position.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we're going to talk about that as we go along, but uh, we want to get you through all the LA Galaxy news that we can possibly find for you, at least at the moment. Um, and by the way, I would like to point out a much slower news week this week than it, than it really anything. Th- last week last, was full.
2: Last week was full. Last
1: week was full. The week before that was full. So was like full. we've been at full speed here. It
2: hasn't been it hasn't been slow this week, but not nearly as hectic as it was the last two weeks. No question.
1: Yes. Yeah, so so my, by my count, only two press releases regarding news. Where uh, I think the week before we had maybe six or seven press releases. Well, that's that two
2: press releases that we receive, and we know that sometimes. We don't get so We don't get press releases. At least at least I don't I was sorry, say, at least I don't get
1: them. I, I always get press releases. Thank and then you, you forward them on And then me. I forward them on to you. Yeah. That's how it works. But yeah. anyway, so uh, we're gonna go over that. But again, the, the big sort of uh, talking point here is the health of the LA Galaxy. And one of the guys who is not healthy but will be playing um, on Saturday is Sebastian Lejet who got the news that he was called up into the U.S. men's national team. Um, his return after a successful January camp. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos also getting a national team call up uh, with uh, heading to Mexico as well. Uh, for Sebastian Legette, uh they'll be playing two games coming up. Uh, they'll be playing against Ecuador on March 21st at Orlando City Stadium. Uh, then five days later on uh, March 26th, it'll be at BBVA Compass Stadium in Houston, where they'll take on the South American champion uh, Chile. So both of those matches, ESPN2, where you can watch Special Jet play, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time for both of those as well. So easy, yeah, easy I, I believe
2: both players will be departing on Sunday.
1: Yeah. So right after the LA Galaxy game on Saturday, both players have gone. And again, the uh, there's an international break. So uh, the LA Galaxy observing that international break. I don't know. Are there any teams that aren't observing the international break throughout? I think there might be one one or two teams that are actually playing through the international break. I'll look it up eventually at some point.
2: And supposedly the mask that Legit will be wearing is clear. So it's Player. But we'll see how see how long he wears it a lot of players don't like him they may start wearing them and then just discard them they say it's uncomfortable so we'll see what happens and yeah. i'll tell you if he gets popped in the nose oh boy yeah i was
1: gonna say that yeah, uh, could be ugly showing uh showing some pictures from training yesterday and i think maybe even something today you saw him a swollen nose um he's he's not he's not the pretty he's not as pretty as he once was larry they have marred the boy true True. Um, i just so,
2: wonder how becky g feels about it i'm you know? sure
1: i'm sure she's upset <laughs> um you know my baby, my baby. That, well, look, it, was, it was beautiful. Look what you did do him he was a work
2: of art Um, all for the sake of kicking around a soccer ball
1: hey that's how it is and by the way that was an unpunished foul uh that went about there there was no yellow card there was no foul called there was nothing you know i guess if you want to be a hopeful la galaxy fan you say that maybe the disciplinary committee finds somebody for getting the elbow but it clearly the elbow was up and there was nothing called. And the guy has a broken nose from it. Again, MLS officiating not always yeah. the, the cleanest as as far as yeah. it goes. But I don't I don't, ex- I don't
2: think error did that, so you know.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's gonna happen, Larry. I yeah. don't expect it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if you want to be hopeful and say, well, they really did see it, and it was I mean, the elbow was was raised, you know, to shoulder height. Now, granted, I've always said if you jump, I like people who who people who don't play sports. Uh, who go in there and try to tell you what a natural position is when you're playing sports. And I'm like, when you jump, my arms go up because I'm trying to to get this frame off the ground there, Larry. There has to be a lot of momentum moving in one direction.
2: And if he asks me to jump, my vertical leap leaves sadly leaves much to be desired. I was going to say if if you're trying And try- that's probably an age thing too. If,
1: if you're trying to jump at, at StubHub's at uh, StubHub at Dignity Health Sports Park, <laughs> I it, it it'll take at least 3 months for it to get be completely Dignity washed Health, out. Dignity Health, Dignity Health StubHub. Yeah, exactly. One of those places. Uh at the digs. Um, at the digs. It, at the digs, if you try to jump at the uh, on the grass at the digs, I'm not sure you would clear the grass and they cut that pretty tight. You're probably right. So, yeah, that's how it goes. You're probably uh, right. The the good joke and certainly one that uh that the hammer uh the Portuguese hammer, Eric uh, who was uh, out tweeting? Put out was uh, was Sebastian Legette's mask would be the yellow Power Ranger. Of course, Becky G played the yellow Power Ranger in the Power Ranger movies, which is why that is funny. Um, if you're not following Eric on uh, on Galaxy Profile, then you're missing out. So uh, that's one of the things that you sh- certainly should see. Um, I thought it was interesting in the Dallas game where I think the LA Galaxy ended up getting four or five yellow cards. Um, that there was th- and and Dallas only got two yellow cards. That the guy who got a broken nose. They didn't get a yellow card on that play either. Were uh, they
2: able to identify who it was?
1: Yeah, you can see it. I don't remember who it was. Um, who it was. And, and quite honestly, uh, this will be my yearly rant on MLS highlights. Um, the MLS, MLS highlights are, are pretty much just the most atrocious thing you've ever seen. Basically, they say, what can we fit into four minutes? Granted, it might be a game that was a 0-0 draw and both teams just passed the ball around the midfield for 90 minutes. They'll find four minutes of that. Or of it'll be a 6-6 to game where they'll find four minutes of, of highlights. So they decided that Sebastian Legette breaking his nose was not worthy of a highlight or any sort of you know focus on anything. And so it has not been. And because the game was a nationally broadcast game, the replay is not available on ESPN2, where a Replays used to be on MLS Live. It didn't matter what the game was. After 24 hours, you could watch the replay. Don't you love it,
2: all these re-
1: restrictions? Don't you love it? It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, it I, really is. It's it's stunting really. And what... you would
2: think they would do something about it, but...
1: There's, there's, <sighs> there's something. Why don't we just talk about it? Because it's one of the things that I've been meaning to get in here, and we really haven't had a chance to it. But MLS went out and actually told all the clubs, this was reported by the Sports Business Journal, Um, who's a great sort of... How long ago was this? This was about a week ago. A week ago. um, Actually reported that uh, the MLS has instructed all of its clubs to not have any local broadcast deals go beyond 2022 as the league looks to potentially bundle any combo of its national, international, and local rights to maximize its next broadcast deal. Okay, so basically, if in a perfect world you could see this, is that MLS would take all of the local broadcast rights from every single team and give them to one or a few different places. But imagine that they all went to ESPN+, Larry. And that means that if you're a Galaxy fan, you would hope, fingers crossed, you would be able to watch every LA Galaxy game in one spot, always in the same place, and there would be no such thing as blackouts.
2: It won't happen. <laughs> Knowing the league's history, it won't happen. This, the league's TV history,
1: no, I'm sorry. This would be... Something that nobody else has been able to do. Now, granted, the the broadcast deal for the LA Galaxy and and Spectrum or what was Time Warner and now is Spectrum um, is the most lucrative television deal in Major League Soccer. I don't think there's been one that's topped it. Um, The Galaxy basically get like, I think, 5.1 or 5.5 million dollars per year. And that deal expires in 2021. So that's the end of that, that run. At the end of the season in 2021, that's it for that deal. And there's no way the Galaxy or any other MLS team is going to... The, the sports rights went up at the right time and the Galaxy capitalized at just the right time, but they've since swooped down on the other side now. Sure and so this deal could be huge. I mean, we talk all the time. You see people, and I see it on, on um, Twitter constantly, people going, I need to stream for this game because I'm blacked out on ESPN+. Plus. And it's, you know, people in Las Vegas can be blocked out from the game, Larry, because it's a Spectrum property, and so they use it as sort of the L.A. side. The only reason I know it's a Spectrum property is because I was on TV in Las Vegas once, and somebody and the waiter sat me underneath the TV that I was on and said, Hey, it's you. It was probably one of the highlights of my life, if we're really talking about it. I mean, my son being Did born... Did you get a free meal out my, of it? My son being born right there? No, I didn't get a free okay, meal. Okay. I don't even think I got a free free milkshake. Um, free water? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it makes a bunch of sense to me to bundle this together and just be like, listen, if you're a fan of Major League Soccer, any game you want to watch, you can watch right here. Now, I still think that they're going to have some nationally broadcast games, ESPN, um, Fox, Fox Sports. Sports. Those still seem like they're going to be likely players, and there could be more players in that. And that could, that could still lead to blackouts in terms of that. But I think if you do it right, you could do that that way. It's not that way. So, anyway.
2: But will they do it right? That's the question. What do you think? It's about money. It's it, about it money. About so money. so it's really yes. going to
1: be what's most, most lucrative. Maybe yes. they go and they spin, they tell the Galaxy, well, yeah, you can go off and do your own broadcast deal because you're going to get $3 million a year and we can't match that. But it does bring into sort of the... The same limelight, and granted, I don't think the EPL does this well. But the English Premier League TV rights are all bundled into one, and all of those teams split money on those TV deal rights.
2: And that's Sky Sports, right? And I think it's Sky Sports Sky has Sports, it now, yeah. and it's been
1: other people. But yeah. you know, NBC Sports has it for you know the US. But they take all that and it gets split between. That's why getting bumped. And that's up, huge. Yeah, money. getting getting bumped up from. From the, the championship, championship table, yeah. It's, it's a huge amount that's of money. huge. And that's money that they're able to spend and, and, and sort of do that. I mean, I don't care if they go back to an MLS Live thing. I liked MLS Live, okay? Especially as a reporter whenever they didn't black out our, our games. That was great because they basically said, we want you to cover all the games, so we're just going to give them to you. It doesn't matter if it's nationally televised. You're you're not blocked out from anything, which was great. So whenever I went over to ESPN+, I don't have that anymore. But... It's okay. I'll, I'll survive as it goes. But it was great to be always know. I always knew where I needed to go, Larry. I needed to go to MLS Live. I needed to, that's where I was going to get my, my games. I knew that there was always going to be games on. If it was the weekend, just turn on MLS Live. And then I'll be like, what games are playing right now? And I could just see every single game right there in one spot. And
2: how long ago was that discontinued?
1: Uh, MLS Live got killed last season. Last season was last yeah. season. Yeah, and now it now basically okay. MLS Live is being hosted by ESPN Plus, but that's not really ESPN Plus is running it, and so that's why the blackout restrictions sort of went. But it would be great if the I mean, so imagine that you're paying, and they're they're talking about it in the uh, in in the chat room as well. Imagine you're paying the five ninety nine right now for ESPN Plus. Imagine if they said, you know what, it's sixteen dollars a month. It's or $14.99, fifteen ninety nine or 99 nine. Fifteen dollars a month to be able to watch every single game of every team and your team, everything.
2: You think it's worth it?
1: Yeah, in a heartbeat. I mean, you know, I think I was paying for MLS Live when it was $70 a year. Um, for me, being able to watch every game in one spot would be worth $15 a month. I mean, it gets more expensive, but you're talking about anybody. You don't have to be you don't have to have cable now. You you don't have to have it. So if you're a cord cutter, you can watch every single MLS game.
2: You know, as far as as far as, as this is concerned with the MLS. The only thing with MLS I can think of that's more confusing is all these player drafts they have. Yes. Yeah, and the rules. And the rules. Yeah. No, I. Agree. But especially the player drafts. There are probably drafts they have which we don't know about. Yeah. And yeah. there's probably TV deals that we don't know about with this. You know, with this as well.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so that's something that could possibly be coming down the road. So I, you know, I've always after said
2: 2022. Huh? After, or no, or after 2022.
1: Uh, so basically that that year. Yeah, so after 2021. Um, so after that season so we'll see how that goes Um, you know something I forgot to talk about Larry and and I don't want to get too far away before we do it is just all the all the new merch and stuff that we have in there as well t-shirts yeah that we have our our t-shirt shop is up and running Um, basically all of our designs any of our designs you can go click on it and order it right now Um, we're going to do that through the rest of this year and we're also going to keep introducing all of the different designs that we have we just have a brand new design 2019 logo shirt so did a little something with the uh, with the logo just just spiced it up for 2019 made it a little bit different uh, available I think in four colors actually I think it's in five colors There's a white one out there too as you if you want to brave the white shirt you can um, right, but those, those
2: underarm stains that's th- right
1: that's right so uh, if you head on over to corner you click the shop button um, that can get you one of these shirts it can also get you a lion of Los Angeles shirt it can also get you a panda and pato shirt although God only knows why you would want to order those um, so all of that is as you look at this uh, up available right now corner click shop also there um, if you head there right now, is uh, something that you can uh, you can see uh, that I have here on the YouTube channel. We have these buttons here for a dollar. You can check those out. Um, so you have those buttons. We also have coasters, Larry. We have corner of the galaxy um, coasters. Fans, yes. Now
2: remember, the unsigned ones are worth more I, than the signed ones.
1: I haven't signed any of these yet. Thank you very much. But but, um, they're,
2: but they're nice. They're nice.
1: High quality coaster board, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, about three three and three quarters. They can't see that on the, you have to move it closer to your face. I was going to say, there you go. That works. Um, But yeah, about three and three quarter size. um, They're great. And so you get four of those uh, for $5 basically. And I only have 12 of them right now. I don't know if they're going to sell, if they're not going to sell, but anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. All right. So back to it. So we talked a little bit about Sebastian Legette. Um, He's playing with the U S men's national team. Jonathan Dos Santos, also two games uh, playing against Chile uh, Friday, March 2nd at uh, SDCCU stadium in San Diego. Well, it
2: can't be March Uh, uh, second.
1: March twenty-second. How about that? Very good. There's another two in there. (laughs) Um, So yeah, March twenty-second. That's a seven fifteen Pacific time kickoff. Um, And then a 7 p.m. kickoff on Tuesday, March 26th, against Paraguay uh, at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Those are two
2: good friendlies. Yeah, Those are two good matches. Those are good.
1: Um, Jonathan Dos Santos, by the way, uh, talked a little bit. And, Larry, you got these uh, these wonderful quotes for me, so I appreciate that. Uh, But basically, on the Mexico call-up, Jonathan Dos Santos saying, I'm very happy. It feels like it's my first call-up. It's a new era for the national team, a different era, but it's good. We're going to get to know the coach. Um, Well, I already know him. I worked with him a lot at at Barcelona. I was with him for a year. I had conversations with him when we knew he was going to be the new coach of the national team. And of course, we talked again ahead of the call up. Obviously, he wanted me at my best. He wanted to make sure I didn't have any injuries. I'm happy that he has confidence in me. And we should mention uh, Tata Martino, former uh, coach of Atlanta United, among others, um, among other giants. Um, Tato Martino um, is now the Mexican national team coach, so he's calling in—he's going to do a
2: good job with that team too. I, he's a very fine coach.
1: Yeah, he's a great coach, and you know, calling in Jonathan Dos Santos is the right thing to do. He is—he is, you know, playing pretty well. Although I, I think he didn't have a great game against Dallas, but I don't think any of the midfield had a great game uh, against Dallas. Uh, Jonathan went on to say about uh, whether he would like some time off in the international break uh, instead of having to play, and he says, "No, no, no. As a player, you always want to play. If you're thinking another way, you're not a professional football player." Uh, I always want to play. I want to help my team in every way possible. If I stayed here, I would still be playing. I'm at an age where I have to take care of my body a little better. When I was 20, 21, I could train hard every day. Now my body isn't the same. Now I need some rest days, but I always want to train. It doesn't bother me to train. Every day I try to get better so I can help my team.
2: His body not being the same is nowhere near like my body not being the same. I mean, come on. (laughs) I was going to
1: say. Wow. Yeah, and how old is Jonathan Del Santos? Because I'm 37, and he's way younger than me. He's what, 25? I think he's older than that. Older than that? I think he's like 26, 27. I mean, that's nothing like what we've gone through. No, no. I mean, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, it makes some sense um, in terms of what he's able to do and what he's not able to do and getting guys – listen, Bruce Arena used to give guys – Days off all the time. Uh, when David Beckham was around, David would take a day off on occasion. Landon would take a day off uh, on Bobby occasion. Kane. Yeah, Jonathan Dos Santos, twenty eight years old. Twenty eight. Yeah, uh, he doesn't look it though. He looks a little bit younger than that. He does. He does. He needs. He needs to have a better game against Minnesota. We're going to. He played very well the last
2: third of last season. And yeah, he's. Oh, off to a bit of a slow start, like like most of his teammates. But uh, I think I think he'll be fine.
1: Larry, I have a trivia question for yes, you. Yes, sir. And I know you know the answer because we talked about it beforehand. But I at I least want to kick the answer. I want to at least ask the question and let people think about it for a second. Uh, this was asked in uh, in LA Galaxy Reddit land, uh, where I am a uh, I am a member there and and talk to uh, the fans and try to post information and, and do all sorts of things. So if you are a Reddit user and you like the LA Galaxy, uh, LA Galaxy Reddit is a place that you can go. Um, but this was this question was asked basically the question was when was the last time all three galaxy designated players started and played all 90 minutes in a game and whenever we sat here and i asked you that question you tried to think about it, right? And it was like, I think whenever I asked Kevin Baxter the question, he said, Was one of them's name David Beckham? Right? He Because I'm like, No, it wasn't that long ago. It does ago. not
2: go back that far.
1: I was going to say, It was last year.
2: See, see if anybody has the answer in the chat room.
1: I'm, I'm, they, they're delayed, which is the problem. they're, and they're like, probably cheating. They're, too. they're probably cheating. They're looking it up and, yeah. and, and, and sort of looking at it. Um, the answer is, it was last season. More than three designated players sort of played, if, if you want to think about it. Ola Kamara played, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic played. Um, both going 90 minutes. The three designated players, though, were Giovanni Dos Santos, Roman. Jonathan Jonathan Dos Santos, and Roman, Roman. Alessandrini. Now, all f- all five of those players played 90 minutes in this game, uh, which is interesting because that didn't happen very much in, uh, in, in 2018. Uh, this game was, of course, the draw, the 2-2 draw, on July 26th of last year at... LAFC at Bank of California Stadium. Uh, that was a game that uh, was 2 nothing there for a while, Larry, and the LA Galaxy came back to tie that game. Um, you and I were in attendance covering that game. Uh, it, was, it was an interesting time. Yes, it was.
2: Uh, we couldn't get a seat in the press box. They put us in the stands, and we had the joy of watching two or three people sitting right in front of us getting drunk and getting tossed out. Yeah, yeah, it was a good and it, and it was a fantastic finish. Two late goals, and we've said it before that if the game had lasted another five minutes, the Galaxy would have won that match. And Carlos Vela of LAFC said said the same thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. So anyway, so that was the last one. I, additionally, so that game was you had Giovanni Dos Santos, Romano Alessandrini, and Jonathan Dos Santos all play 90 minutes. All three designated players all started and played every single Minute of the 90 minutes that was played in that game. Uh, Additionally, the additional note was it was the last time Giovanni Dos Santos ever played 90 minutes for the LA Galaxy, and it was one of only two times he made it the full 90 in 2018. Although, a special caveat, he did have two other games where he went 89 minutes and one game where he went 82 minutes uh, in 2018.
2: That really is mind boggling. It It, really is. It's crazy. I, I just, it's hard to believe that. He contributed as little as he did.
1: Yeah, and, and that sort of And goes, got away with it. And that goes back... Remember, we were tracking it um, here on Corner of the Galaxy and you know, going through all the notes and the game trackers and all the stuff that I have, and we were tracking the designated player uh, minutes that, that the Galaxy were playing last year. The, the average ended up through 34 games with Giovanni, Jonathan, and Roman, including international absences, all that stuff. It's included in this because if you didn't play, you didn't play. Um, But if you look at this, they ended the season having played just 50.7% of the available minutes whenever you take Gio, Jonathan, and Roman. All right. Now the highest finisher there was Ramon Alessandrini, who ended up playing sixty-two point seven percent of the available minutes, with Jonathan dos Santos paying, playing sixty-two point four percent. So they were basically right there in terms of the uh, playing the available minutes. Um, and then you had Giovanni dos Santos at twenty-six point nine percent. So that finished. If you threw Ola Kamara in there, who played eighty-seven point nine percent of the available minutes, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who had played seventy-nine point four of the available minutes in twenty eighteen. They ended at sixty-three point five percent total.
2: Geo had twenty-six point nine percent of the available
1: minutes. minutes. That was it. <laughs> um, and how much did he earn? What? Yeah, a lot. Six million dollars. Yeah, and then probably wow. six and a half to get paid off. Um, going Dude. going back already through this year. So we've only played two games. I get it. I'm tracking it. I'm still tracking it. Uh, Right now, the LA Galaxy averaging 53.7% of the total available minutes with Jonathan Dos Santos playing uh, the only player to go 90 in both games. Um, Just again, we're watching it, and we're going to continue to watch it, and it's something that plagued the LA Galaxy last year. It was something that injuries plagued the LA Galaxy in 2017, whenever you looked at how 2017 was. Um, So this is something that has been, that's why everybody wants to sort of, and I've seen it a bunch, Larry, everybody wants to put some blame on this rugged uh, preseason that the LA Galaxy had. And I go, okay, so what was the excuse in 2017? And what was the excuse in 2018? Um, You know, now it's 2019, what's the, I go, I just, I can't. I have to feel like there is still, um, you know, there's something else that's in the water that's not quite adding up. And the technical staff's changed throughout that as well.
2: You know uh, that that issue was brought up again after training with the reporters. We uh, asked Scalotto if the rugged, as you said, rugged preseason had anything to do with all the injuries some of the key players have had, and he took not took exception, but he disagreed with that. And I don't think there's anything to it either. Just is it a luck of the draw? I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's it, just bad luck.
1: It seems bad luck. I yeah. mean, that's what it that's what it does. Um, Although I, you
2: have to question if certain players. Might be injury-prone, Alessandrini. Alessandrini,
1: Leggette. Leggette. Um, um although
2: this latest one was just a freak. Yeah, but I mean, so was loose. his
1: injury against, uh, you know, with the U.S. Men's National Team when he had the Liz Frank. That's a freak accident. That's not like well, that anything. That was
2: one hard tackle, too. It, it
1: was, but I mean, at the same time, it's not like... Anybody who gets tackled there is gonna True. get hurt, you True. know. So it's not True. like it was out there. Um, you know, Raúl Felcher last year was a freak accident of an injury where he fell over a ball and and ruptured his his his, pec, his, his yeah.
2: pectoral muscle, the pectoral tendon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that was that took him Another a long freak. time to get back from. That was a freak injury. You had yeah. Pele von Anholt come in in twenty seventeen? Yeah, twenty seventeen. Right. And he comes in and gets injured after he replaced the injured Robbie Rogers. These things are crazy. Whenever you look at him, who hexed this team? I don't know, I don't know. Um, the, yeah. Are you are you casting a spell on on this team, Josh? So so the funny thing is that there actually was a, and I'll put it in quotation marks, a reporter, a reporter who did who got kicked out of being a quote unquote reporter. Um, was banned by the LA Galaxy and may have hexed the team. May have actually done that. I'm I'm not joking. That is not a joke. I, Do that, both of
2: us know who this reporter is?
1: It was a lo- It was a while ago. Okay. But I think that you know who the reporter is. I don't know that we've talked about it. But yes, this is the, that is an actual thing. So maybe he actually did. I laughed when I heard it. But maybe they actually did. Maybe it actually happened. I don't know maybe he hexed it it could it could have happened um but whenever you look at all this you know the big deal here now is that just looking at the roster larry and and really where the la galaxy need and need to have something from the bench there isn't some depth in some places now you may argue that some of the depth right now isn't great depth it may be shallow. It certainly,
2: certainly isn't high-quality depth. It right. certainly it's, is sh- not.
1: it's shallow depth. It's, shallow, really, it's right. really what it is. Um, so so when you're looking at that, um, that could be an argument. But you can't say the LA Galaxy don't have defenders because they have a ton of defenders. And you can't say that they don't have midfielders because they have a ton of midfielders. But what Which they, leaves one area what, wide open. What, and, and especially seeing uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. We'll give you an injury update on him for a little bit. But if he's out for any extended period of time, whether it's this time or any other time, um, the LA Galaxy do not have a backup there right now. Uh, I don't think that they're going to go and and pull um, Bradford Jamison back. I, as I've said many times, and people want to argue with me about it, um, listen, I'll admit that, that he is a striker and that he can play that position and that that certainly is a listed position for him and it may be his best position. I've seen him mostly play on the wing um, because the Galaxy needed wing and that's where I've seen a lot of them, but that is one of those things that you could get um, back. You can also you can move a whole bunch of other guys into other positions, but they're still not strikers. Um, you know they they brought in Zubak. Zubak is a striker, so that at least helps. But he's inexperienced, so putting him in isn't gonna necessarily. Efren Alvarez. Efrain Alvarez. He could play there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's his strongest position.
2: And plus, Skoloda really wants to play play it safe with Alvarez too. Really wants to bring him along very slowly, and is and has pointed that out every time we've talked to him. Uh, he's being very careful with him. Uh, the uh, Hispanic media has made countless interview requests with him, and Skloto has turned them all down.
1: Yeah, oh, and you know, I'm generally on the on um, the mission to uphold MLS media policies, and basically it says that all players are available after training. Um, all It basically says that all players are available after the game, and we make exceptions to that, even as reporters. We won't complain about certain things, and this is one of those that you're not going to complain about.
2: And he's 16 years old. He's 16. Remember, he's 16
1: years I'll old. I'll also say this, he's not a great quote either, so it's not a huge loss. So you have to let the kid grow up and actually become an adult on this. Um, His favorite
2: word is honestly.
1: On, yeah, he's, uh, does that mean whenever he doesn't say it, he's not speaking truthfully? truthfully? I don't know. Or
2: like but dishonestly, He's sure.
1: 16. I, that's not a criticism. That's just he's 16. Let him grow up on this stuff. Yes. Um, and he shouldn't be talking to the media. Don't let him anywhere near us, quite honestly. Let him go away for a little bit and let him pl- let him focus on playing soccer right now. And that's all he really needs to do. And if he plays in a game. He'll be made available after the game. I mean, you know that type of stuff. So, and if he does something, they'll make him available. So, um, that's not a big thing. But uh, you look at where the LA Galaxy, and we have two rumors right now. Um, we're gonna shoot one of them down, and one of them's gonna stay pretty strong. Uh, we had a four-star rumor. This is out of five stars. Four out of five stars. I on, saw the on four the rumor stars. Yeah. yeah. There's a
2: four-star. Did you run out of stars and just had the four stars?
1: No, uh, no. I, I just it just four. Okay. Um, okay. There's a four-star rumor right now with defender uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez. Somebody we talked about a bunch on the show already. He's a Costa Rican. Um, He's He has played for Columbus Crew at one point. Uh, he went out, and now he can come back in. In order for them to get him, though, Larry, they have to bring him in on allocation, right? And so that means the LA Galaxy have to maneuver themselves into a... Um, into a spot where they can pick him up as the number one in allocation. Toronto has the current number one allocation spot. Um, they would have to be okay with dropping back to 11th, by the way, because the Galaxy are 11th and you have to trade spots whenever you switch, which is a, a It's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost a lot of money. So is he worth going out there? And again, I, j- I just told you, they have a bunch of defenders on this team. You may argue that they're not the right defenders, but Jorgen Shelvick is a defender. Rolf Felcher is a defender. Uh, Tomas Hilliard-Arce is a defender. Hugo Ariano is a defender. Dave Romney is a defender. Diego Polenta is a defender. Araujo is a defender. Triore is a defender. That's a lot of defenders. And granted, there is some thin spots. Araujo is backing up Felcher at right back. Um, Triore probably backing up Dave Romney, who's backing up Sh- Shkelvik um, at left back. I think Triore can also play center back. Almost everybody can play center back on this. So
2: All you have to do is look at last weekend's 2 nothing loss at Dallas to see what the Galaxy lacks and and when you see the team has is credited with one shot on goal by Efren Alvarez you know something is lacking on this team it's not a defender it's a striker. It's a forward. Yeah, it's somebody up top.
1: It's somebody. It's somebody up top, and and that is that is the problem right now. Um, you know, Chris Pontius says that he can play there. Um, in fact, I think I have quotes somewhere. Yeah, here, here he goes. Uh, Pontius talking about you know playing it, uh, playing that uh, that position. Uh, he says, uh, let's see, the, da, 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 that wasn't what it was. Where where was Pontius? There's, is it in your notes? It's in my notebook. It's in
2: your notebook. It's in my notebook. I
1: knew I had read it. I'm like, I have yeah. that somewhere. He
2: says he says it's not the most comfortable. Position, but I can play there. He played there when uh, DC United played the Galaxy in 2009, the season opener, scored a goal in a 2 2 tie. Um, so he says he can play there. He says, but it's not my most comfortable yeah, position. Yeah,
1: here's, here's the exact quote, and Larry, you almost got it. I, I can play there. It's not the most comfortable thing for me, but I can certainly play there. I got my first opportunity in MLS because someone pulled their hamstring before we played our first game against L.A. in 2009 right here. I did well in the game. I took it and ran with it. Opportunities come from injuries and people not playing well. you got to take it and run with it. Um, so that's 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 where you're talking about Ponies. And yeah. one
2: note about that 2009 game, uh, D.C. United had a 2-0 lead. In the Galaxy uh, tied it on two goals by Landon Donovan.
1: Landon Donovan, Mr. Mister Indoor Soccer Landon Donovan. Jermaine Jones, Mr. Indoor Soccer now, apparently, as well. So that's always, uh, always fun. But, I mean, that's the big conundrum right now is who are you looking for if you're the LA Galaxy? It certainly seems like they have a lock on Giancarlo Gonzalez, and if they want him, they can probably go out and make that deal. It's going to be an expensive deal. Um, I don't know that how old is he? Thirty-two. Uh, I don't Thir- think he's that old, but no. he may be. Um,
2: no, no, that was the other guy that we we're going to talk about. Yeah,
1: we'll, yeah, we'll talk about him in just a second. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I have it on the rumor tracker. Uh, but again, go to cornerofthegalaxy.com and you can look at the uh, in-season rumor tracker up there right now, and it'll sort of give you all this uh, all this information. Um, let's see the Costa Rican. Blah 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 blah. We have to go down to the original rumor. Just keep scrolling down. Um, again, if you're if you're looking, he's thirty-one years old. I was close. So, yeah, so you were, you were almost right there. Um, so this is a story now that's been brewing for a while because I have it originally uh, posted to the LA Galaxy rumor tracker on February 14th, so on Valentine's Day. Um, that's how long. So it's still there, and the LA Galaxy still seem to be focused on it, so it could be somebody they bring in. Now let's go to the other rumor that's in talks right now. And
2: you uh, get to try to pronounce his I,
1: name. I got this. It's not a problem. Uh, Nicolo, Nicola Jurgic. Jurgic. That's what I'm going to go with. There's a D at the I think beginning. it's got to be Djurgic. I, okay. I don't know. Okay. Nikola Djurgic. Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick. Um, Nick. Uh, so anyway, uh, he is a 32-year-old Serbian striker. Uh, current, this is, okay. We have told you, and Kevin told you on Monday, basically why we look through the lens of, is this a Latin American player? And if it's not, then the rumor's probably BS, Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that's the only lens that you look through. We just understand that. Uh, but it
2: certainly is a good filter.
1: It is. That's And that's right. It's a filter. It doesn't mean that that's absolutely the answer. Um, because if you look at this one, this one can also make sense if you look at where it goes. Now, we're going to tell you right now, it gets shot down. This rumor is it, it, the the Galaxy today, and, and Kevin was reporting it. And Kevin and I were talking the whole time. This this report came out of Expressen out of Sweden by a, by a fairly... Um, a fairly reliable reporter, basically. And so it was forwarded on to, to both Kevin and I. And so we sort of looked around it, and I typed up, put it on the rumor tracker um, as Express and reporting it. And so Kevin he was like, okay, let me let me go to training. So Kevin was at training today, um, and he says, the LA Galaxy in desperate need of a striker knocking down rumors. Um, they are close to landing Hammerby's Nikola durgic on loan. Uh, the team confirmed the player's agent had reached out to the Galaxy, but there appears to be little interest of a deal. Remember, this, this is... This
2: sounds like agent speak to me.
1: It is agent speak and that's one of the things that Guillermo was talking about before talked, they talked there were other players that were rumored and he was like oh yeah well their agents called me but that doesn't mean anything like it's like okay great thanks you know we're not interested but thanks for calling and then they go and say hey the LA Galaxy took our phone call and they might be interested and that's the agents speak part I of I think
2: he pointed this out in your rumor tracker though what's interesting is hammerbee aren't they partly owned by
1: aeg, AEG? Forty-five percent. a lot of
2: sense huh? It, it
1: does um so so that's what it is as a matter of fact at one point um and i don't know if this is still the case but at one point and it may still be true uh chris klein is actually uh, a board member of hammerbee well 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 so so that's the why pieces are falling into place that's why you look at this one and you go oh okay you know that makes some sense okay yeah that's that's exactly where where it is so um anyway that's why this could have made sense um i Think at one point earlier today we had this as a four-star rumor or a three-star rumor. Uh, then I've walked it back two stars because it still makes some sense, but it doesn't seem like the LA Galaxy are interested. Um, and it may go back all the way, uh, all the way back to.
2: Um, I personally think they might go to go down to Latin America to look for a striker forward. I mean, this is, you know, people have to understand this is where Scalotto's contacts are. Yep, the closest contacts are. They know the leagues. They know the players. It makes sense for them to look in. Latin or South America. Because Amer- that's what they're familiar with. I say
1: the Americas cuz you got to you got to sure. count Mexico in right, there for right. the North American. You got I mean I would I would think Canada right. as this well. This is what they're familiar but, yeah.
2: with. It makes sense for them to look around there.
1: Yeah, it's uh it it, it it all makes sense. So that's that's what you're looking at with the rumors right now. That's where you're saying it. So it is you know, it's part of this that we have to sort of sit there and say okay, um, you know, what's making sense? What isn't making sense? And this one makes sense and it checks a lot of boxes, but it's just it's just not going to be true. Um, and I don't think the Galaxy are going to change it. By the way, the, the phone calls that I made on this particular one was uh, I got a response back of, of who's that guy? And I said, I said, I don't know. I'm like, and is he any good? I'm like, I don't know. You should find out because you know, you, maybe call the galaxy, maybe maybe the galaxy want to know. Call Serbia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he did have one national team appearance with Serbia. Right,
2: 2013. Um, yeah,
1: so uh, so it's uh it's interesting. Um, it was an interesting rumor. I don't think I'm of the opinion, Larry, that a striker is of more need right now than probably. Um, any other position, but they are going to try to do different things with guys to make this formation work. And one of the things that came out, uh, Delmi Delmi Barrios uh, was was talking about it. Kevin also talked about it as well um, coming out of training um, that said uh, basically that uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is expected to play on turf this year. Guillermo said that uh, we expect Zlatan to play on turf, which is interesting. So he's
2: taking a chance, in my opinion.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, but uh, at his age, and I mean, he's taking a chance every time he gets on the field. You see this. What we're assuming? Can we talk that we're assuming it's an Achilles injury? Can we talk a little bit about that because we're basically—that's what
2: everybody is hinting at—is saying
1: nobody. We don't know for sure. Nobody has said the word Achilles, Um, and uh, if you're let's let's. And when they say if
2: it is an Achilles and it's a slight tear. You can't slight tear an Achilles.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and we don't know if there's anything like that. There's been no confirmation of an injury really from anybody. So that's that's one of those things that we, that we look at and, and sort of see. But right now, I don't get a warm and fuzzy feeling with, with Zlatan Ibrahimovic knowing that it's probably an Achilles um, and and just seeing where that goes um, and how that goes. Also, uh, Sebastian Lejet with the broken nose will play against Minnesota. We talked to you about that. Ramon Alessandrini with the right hamstring is out. Um, probably be, will probably for both him and Zlatan, uh, Guillermo saying that he expected both of those players back in training next week and the LA Galaxy and the rest of the league going to the bye week next week. Um, and so they have basically two weeks to get back in shape and, which, and ready which makes for Portland. Sense, which makes yeah. sense. Uh, Juninho is back to training. I think that's all of them. Perry Kitchen is out with the ankle I think I already said that but just in case I didn't want to make sure I got that so those are your injury updates on on where it goes but you know Delmi and Kevin reporting that Zlatan's gonna play on turf is interesting um, because you're gonna have to go out and, and somebody somebody made a correct point but it's a correct point for every other league except for major league soccer right now which is I said on the last show that if you're the LA Galaxy it's difficult to go get a guy who you're going to pay a whole bunch of money and sit on the bench. That's like to, to be underneath Zlatan. So what you're looking for is sort of a second tier striker that can come on and sort of be that backup. And at least with the Juric, Juric, Nick, 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 Nick um, the Serbian guy out of Hammerby, um, at least if you look at that, that was a loan deal. And so it's t- short term. You're looking at short term, stop gap, short term, stop gap, see how, see how it goes. And then you can reassess whenever either the summer comes or whenever you get out of the season and contracts expire.
2: And we were talking before the show, speaking about Zlatan playing on turf, we were trying to determine what was recognized as the worst turf surface in the league, and we came up with a couple with several possibilities, but we're not quite certain. Uh, Uh, It used to be... It used to be Minnesota. Minnesota used to be. And and they
1: have the new stadium, so they got rid of it. FC Cincinnati is going to have, I think, bad turf.
2: How about Uh, Vancouver?
1: Vancouver has better turf because they got it replaced whenever the Women's World Cup was in Canada. So they actually have... um, uh, you know, uh, uh, new turf, uh, Seattle still doesn't have great turf, although they'll argue that it's just fine. Uh, new England doesn't have great turf, although they are, they'll argue they have the same turf as Portland. Portland has good turf, so I don't necessarily hate them.
2: I always felt that Portland had natural grass would be the best facility. In you know, League there's, soccer. there's, r-
1: there's rumors that that could be a possibility, Nice, which is good because that's what they're, they're upgrading the stadium right now, which is why Portland's playing all of its games on the road right now. Um, but if you go and look, uh, You know, one of the things that now people will argue you can't do it there because there's actually a river that runs right through the stadium underneath the turf, and that is true. And, that,
2: they, and they made a movie, A River Runs Through, it, is that right? Right
1: there in, at uh, at the stadium for the Portland Timbers. Wow. Um, but it seems like they might be working around that now, and there might be other ways. So anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, I mean, there's some bad turfs out there, and if Zlatan's going to play, he's going to play. I mean, at this point, I'll say this. If they really want to play him on turf, that's fine. I have no problems with the decision. Um, certainly he gets knocked sometimes for not playing on turf, and I think that's ridiculous. But hey, people do that. That's fine.
2: I've always thought if he's going to play on turf, Play on turf only in games that matter.
1: But, okay, so now, now we In get my a, opinion, my humble opinion. It's a good opinion. And it was probably a hundred percent true last year, and this year because of the playoff format, I think you can argue that the games that matter are right now, and so trying to get to the games that matter, you're you're already in games that matter. Uh, slow starts aren't going to be tolerated this year. It's just it, it's too dangerous. That's why you look at a team like Minnesota, who's won their first two games. You look at all. By the way, the entire like, I feel like the Western Conference is going to be the one that's that has the uh, has the the toughest time this year. Um, all, all three unbeaten teams through two games right now are in the Western conference. If you go to the Eastern conference, everybody's already uh, not won both of their games. Um, so if, if you look at that, so you have Seattle who has won both their games, you have Minnesota, who's won both their games and LAFC who has won both of their games. So that's, that's where you sit right now in the Western conference. And I will think that the LA galaxy already looking up at that Minnesota, much improved team. We'll talk about it here in, in about 10 minutes. Um, but y- you, you can't afford to fall behind too far. So, you know, not having Zlatan right now, not having Zlatan for the game against Minnesota, if the Galaxy can't get a result out of the Minnesota game, that puts them behind the eight ball. You have to win your home games, which is certainly something that, that everybody knows. But one of the things they've been trying to do with Zlatan not being there and not having the striker, Larry, is that they, uh, Guillermo talked today about putting uh, Uriel and Tuna up on top of the formation.
2: That's an intriguing uh, possibility. In- an intriguing possible answer to this dilemma that they're going through. Uh, he certainly has, as uh, Scoloto said, he, he has the speed to be very dangerous to opposing defenses. I just I just worry about his size. I mean, he's, what, 5'10", 150, 160, and as as we know, a striker position, you've got to man up. And if you don't, you're going to pay for it. Robbie, Robbie Keane was a little guy. I know. I was just going to say, this guy who always looks over my shoulder and is just, just scowling at us permanently. He was not a big guy, but... He was tough. He, he, was, w- he would not be pushed around.
1: No, he wasn't. Uh, again, if you don't watch on our YouTube channel on Thursday nights, you can watch us live. We do it on Thursday nights. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you should go to the YouTube channel every once in a while. So that way you can see it. Pl- subscribe to the YouTube channel. But you get to see Robbie Keane, uh, the poster of Robbie Keane that we have in the studio that overlooks and blesses our, our studio here. Uh, the He's short, scary. He's scary up there. The short is. man. I hung him up like about six inches taller than he really is. And you
2: notice that there are no cars around him in that picture. They're just afraid to they're, challenge him. They're,
1: they're afraid to go after him. So again, head on over to YouTube and subscribe there. Uh, If we get to get to a thousand subscribers again, or a thousand subscribers, uh, YouTube will actually pay us money again for hosting and and doing that stuff and monetizing this. Um, But we're at like 780, 790. So we're getting there. Um, And I think we're going to get there this year. But the sooner we do that, the better it is for, for me basically that's all I'm saying better it is for me um, so we, we can continue to throw that money back in the show so that's uh, that's something to do but anyway with Antuna up top now uh, the hammer put out a uh, a graphic and threw it up on, on on Twitter there and so I took a look at it and I think he, he kind of nailed it if you're looking at this with Antuna you do get to move into a formation that Guillermo Berescolotto loves which is the 4-3-3 uh, played it at Boca Juniors he's he's a big fan of it um, and so the 4 would be shelvic Polenta, Steras, and Felcher on the back and then in the midfield you'd have of Joe Corona, you have Jonathan Dos Santos and Sebastian Lejet in that in the three in the midfield. Okay, I so like that threesome. So it is. And you could almost argue that it's like a 2-1 instead of a three, but hey, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I'm not going to argue. Uh, and then you have Boateng up on the left forward. You have Pontius on the right forward and you have Antuna in the center. So that gives you speed with Boateng and Antuna. They're close together with each other as well, so you'd hope you combine. And then it's up to Boateng and Pontius to come back and cover some of that defensive ground as well.
2: I still think Boateng is more effective off the bench, but hey, I'm not the coach. I'm not Guillermo so, but yeah. this is just my again my humble opinion.
1: Yeah, it's it's bodies right now though. It's like healthy bodies. This is one of those. It's like oh, pick a lineup. It's like well, wait. I don't know what the lineup exactly is going to look like in terms of formation, but I can pretty much tell you who's going to play because it's the healthy guys, and that's about it. I mean, you can almost do it the same as the uh, as the the whenever you look at. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I lost it.
2: Do you think uh, Guillermo would take a chance and start Alvarez? No, I don't
1: think he would. No, and, and I don't think he would. I
2: don't and I don't
1: think he should. I'm going to I'm going to give everybody a a
2: Because d- you know people are out there calling from stardom, stardom. I'm, I'm no, give, no, 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 no. I'm going to give everybody a again. dose
1: of reality here real quick and maybe maybe I'll be the naysayer in the group. That'll be fine. I don't really care. Um You'd Ef- be a
2: naysayer? No. Yeah,
1: usually I'm I'm level-headed. I think it's this true. is a level-headed take, however. True. Um Efraín Álvarez was absent for 29 of his 30 minutes that he played. Uh, against Dallas now granted the LA Galaxy offense was absent for about 90 <laughs> for, minutes for 89 of the yeah, 90 yeah, minutes exactly and and so that that also makes sense um, you know in terms of it but you can't expect a kid to go out there and one play 90 minutes and try to create through the whole time um, it's a little overwhelming for him right now it takes him a little while to build into the game um, bring him off the bench again I'm going to I'm going to tip my hat in terms of Alvarez and what he was able to do in the first game against Chicago but he um, was remarkable in that game he, he was great but you can't expect that from him and you shouldn't and you should expect highs and lows and highs and lows and highs which, and lows which
2: Scoloto is expecting it, and understandably so
1: it, it's, it's totally it Totally makes sense for me. Um that you don't start him. And that's why you give him twenty-five minutes. You give him thirty minutes. Maybe you give him a half every once in a while. You give him forty-five minutes. But you don't start him. It's not going to do him any good to but start him. You know right people
2: now. are going to be calling for him. There so they are. Yeah.
1: There's also people who agree with me, which means that there's yes. some some normal, regular people here, and, and that's good. Does that mean
2: that if they agree with you, they disagree with me? I don't but know. I don't.
1: Do they disagree with you? I of think course. you're on the same side as me, so I think I we're am, fine. I am on the same side. Um, but anyway, no, so that's uh, that's sort of you could see that formation play out, and I think it makes some sense. Um, You know, again, if the LA Galaxy go after Giancarlo Gonzalez and get a defender in here, Larry, um, they're going to replace who? Dan Stairs? So, Stares,
2: I believe, would be the odd man out.
1: Okay, and so you sit there and go, okay, let me tell you and who... And has played well. I'm going to say, who has been the best defender for the LA Galaxy through two games? And through a lot of the preseason? It's Dan probably Stares. been Dan Steris. Dan so why would you go out and try to replace Dan Stares? Um, You know, you could replace Polenta. He's the guy who's basically cost the g- Galaxy two goals in two games and made three big mistakes. Um, you know,
2: I... but. He's a good player, he is. but he's rusty. Yes. He has played. I mean, he took a six month break. You know, just give him time. And it's only people, it's been two
1: games. It, two games. Hundred and eighty minutes. Hundred and eighty minutes. And by the way, the Galaxy haven't won and beaten Dallas since twenty fifteen. So that wasn't much of a surprise. I mean
2: Polenta will be fine. Just give him time. I mean I, I think he's gonna be fine. I no think, one feels as worse about what happened as, as he has. Just give him time
1: by be the patient. by the way, the highest rated right back in the whole league, according to who scored last week was Rolf Felcher. Wow. Um, and had a ridiculously high rating, by the way. And by the way, he played well against Dallas. He was one of the few people you could sit there and say, oh, yeah, that made some sense. Um, so anyway, so that's where it is. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Roman Alessandrini, expect you to be back in training next week. Um, you know, Antuna, I'm thinking that Guillermo tipped his hat and that Antuna's getting the start up top. I, it, it feels feel I think you're right. right. Yeah. Um, and so that means that, you know, you could see the 4-3-3. I'm all-
2: interested to see, to see how, how that works out. I'm very curious to see how it how it goes?
1: Well, the problem is that they're going up against a pretty talented Minnesota team right now, and a team that you know, despite what you uh, what you, what we know about Minnesota of years past, has been um, much better so far this year. Um, so we'll certainly uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see that. I'm trying to see if there's any other notes that I want to make sure that we touch on before we get to the Minnesota game because I think it's pretty much time for that. To to happen Um, let's see Mm -hmm -hmm. no I think that's it I think we should go on and and we'll talk about the Minnesota game and we'll sort of end it with with that and and sort of see how it goes so um, this
2: Minnesota team is not that Minnesota team that we saw a couple years ago and
1: just was like a like Swiss cheese on defense. Yeah, well, of course, the, the Galaxy
2: weren't exactly stout at the same
1: time. I was going to say, that's uh, that certainly is, <laughs> is true as well. Let's uh, let's do a horribly bad introduction. Again, I need to practice when Eric isn't here because Eric and I were playing that game last week where we were introing the game and Eric totally beat me. So while he's not here, I need to practice. So I'm going to do uh, one dramatic intro for the Minnesota United. So uh, let's see if we can get that started. All right. Your LA Galaxy face-off against Minnesota United on Saturday, March 16th, 7.30 p.m., game at Dignity Health, Sports Park, Spectrum Sportsnet, and Spectrum Deportes. The LA Galaxy, a 1-1-0 record, a 1-0 record at home, face off against a 2-0 Minnesota United game team who has won their last two games on the road. That's right, they beat the San Jose Earthquakes 3-0 last week, and to open it, it was at Vancouver 3-2. The LA Galaxy, of course, coming off the 2-0 loss, to FC Dallas after a 2-1 win to the Chicago Fire. The Galaxy have lost two of their last three games. Minnesota has won two games in a row, and if you look at their last five games, the LA Galaxy 2-2-1 two, two and 2-3-0 and oh for Minnesota. But Minnesota is going to be driven by one Mr. Darwin Quintero, who has two goals and three assists in two games. He's speedy, he's fast, and of course the LA Galaxy will be out without their leading goal scorer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, but be- will be with their tied leading goal scorer, Dan Steris. That's right Dan Starr is the the defensive man at the back so again LA Galaxy facing off against Minnesota United 7 30 p.m on Saturday March 16th all right
2: and speaking of uh Quintero uh, Scalota has been very very impressed with the Colombian saying he's playing at a very high level
1: oh well, he's he's playing at a ridiculous level but there's some other guys in here that people have forgotten who is here but you got Ozzy Alonso also in this in this midfield from the Seattle Sounders Next has Sounder. come over and he has done a very good job of uh, as you would imagine a
2: good veteran um, good yeah veteran. A,
1: a good veteran there so you have Cantaro you have Ibarra over there who's uh who's uh, sorry you have Ro- Rom- Romario Ibarra and you have Miguel Ibarra you got two Ibarras um, are also there you have Aiko Para who is on the back line for Minnesota now. Minnesota. Ibarra,
2: Ibarra, and Opara.
1: Yes, yes. Three and,
2: times. Say that real fast.
1: And 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 a Calvo as well. Uh, and a Manone, the Italian goalkeeper, Manone, Vito Manone, he has one shutout and six saves so, so far uh, this season. Was brought in and has been uh, the starting goalkeeper through the first two games. Now this is, as you alluded to, Larry, and as we looked up before we started the show, uh, Minnesota United gave up 70 goals in 2017, which was worst in the league. And then last year, they gave up 71 goals in 2018, which was second worst in the league, tied with San Jose, but was beaten by Orlando, who gave up 74 goals.
2: Congratulations uh, to Orlando. Well yeah, done, boys. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, that's a, that's one. And uh, it would be worth saying that the LA Galaxy in 2017 gave up 67 goals, second worst in nice, the league. Nice, nice. Uh, en route to the wooden spoon that And that, that defense year. was brutal. It yeah. was brutal. Well, of course it was. It but
2: and speaking of the wooden spoon, where is that wooden spoon?
1: Uh, it is back with the Independent Supporters Council. Okay. Okay, because it was supposed to go to San Jose, but as I said last week, San Jose stole the original supporter shield, and so they're not allowed to have trophies anymore.
2: Is it under lock and key the spoon? The spoon? I would.
1: Ho- I would don't think so. I don't think anybody's going <laughs> to try some, to steal or some it. It's in
2: nearby wastebasket, probably.
1: But anyway, you look at uh, you look at Minnesota here uh, again. Cantero uh, has the speed. He has just the the great. Uh, route running, um, and he's going to put an LA Galaxy defense on its toes. I mean, there's nobody on the LA Galaxy defense who can who can stick up to Contero. Uh, now, I will say this. Um, You know, from everything that you've seen so far, it looks like Minnesota has been a little bit more of a physical team. If you look at the fouls that have been committed by Minnesota and you look at the fouls the LA Galaxy have committed, I consider the LA Galaxy a physical team. Um, They're not a technical team like uh, LAFC is a more technical team and LAFC draws fouls. LA Galaxy hand out fouls. When those two teams play each other, it'll be 17 yellow cards for the LA Galaxy and like one yellow card for LAFC. Are you saying that the Galaxy tends to play a little bit cheap? No. No. No, I think they play rough, and I think they have to. Okay. I think one of the big reasons that they weren't successful against FC Dallas is they didn't play physical enough in the right areas.
2: And Chris Pontius alluded to that in, in his one quote. He's, he said, I thought we played a little bit too passive.
1: Yeah, he says... Which uh, is a really good quote, He says, I way. thought as a... Whole, yeah, Because you got it, that's why you're saying that's that. That's right. Uh, Chris on the uh, basically looking back on the Dallas game, he goes, I thought as a whole as a team and myself, we played far too passive last game, so we're looking to change that. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about Minnesota. He says, they've done pretty good. They've got some attacking weapons, and San Jose's not. Dot. 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 Which, of course, means not good. Uh, they won 3 to nothing. Is that right? On the road, that's a pretty good result. Ever since they, they've they gotten Darwin Quintero uh, from Columbia, they've been a different beast to deal with. Um, Guillermo Bereshcoloto on Minnesota, he says they won two games and Quintero is playing at a really good level. They are, they are more organized than last year. They have a really good team right now, but we play at home and we need to win. So I hope to win and make it a good game. Keep growing and keep building the team. So, again, Guillermo's looking for a step forward here from the team, and certainly with a midfield of Joe Corona, Sebastian Laget, and Jonathan Dos Santos, who didn't get any chance to play with each other really at all last week, you're hoping that some of the training that they've been able to do this, this week has put those guys together in a better light.
2: But I think the issue this week in training and the issue last week's game in Dallas is who's going to score the goals. Can they score the goals necessary to win? I'm not sure.
1: Well, Which is why you saw Pontius. um, I swear, um, if I looked at it correctly, I think Pontius touched the ball once in the first half. Um and and there was, was it one, on purpose yeah it was and the, and there was like one shot on goal or one shot he never he got three shots total on no shots on goal but the Yellow Galaxy didn't create any of those chances um, they created some people will tell me that they hit the woodwork Antuna hit the hit the side uh, the uh, the upright and Felcher had the best shot of the night which was one that he blasted on a half volley that basically should have gone in the goal but it didn't uh, i hit the crossbar and stayed out um so that was good there were some a little bit of chances created but you can't tell me that any of those were outside of felcher's were dangerous. Maybe Alvarez's at, certainly Alvarez at shot. the end. Uh, he should have scored it. Great quite save! Honestly. Great save by the goaltender. Yeah, Jesse Gonzalez is no joke. He's a, he's a really good goalkeeper. Um, so you can look at all that stuff and, and sort of say that yeah, you have it. But again, if you're looking at the LA Galaxy, you have to ask who's going to score the goals. Um, and when you look at the roster, there's just uh, there, there's just not. And there, there aren't any forwards, Larry, and so there's there's nothing there. You're going to have Zubak again is going to be, what, is going to come off the bench and, and fill in this time? I mean, that's fine. Alvarez is probably going to play in this game again and come off the bench, so he'll be in there um, when you're looking at your subs, and then your other sub might be for, like, Sebastian Leggette, Um, because, quite honestly, you might need to sub him, but you probably don't have anybody coming off the bench who can fit in that role. Yeah, so. we
2: talked about it before. I'm very curious to see how Antuna performs up top of this formation. He might have the speed to do it, uh Let's see how it goes. I mean, it's, 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 it's like the great, un, the great unknown. You just don't know. And it's worth taking a gamble this early in the season. Remember, it's only two games, folks, into the season. So why not take a chance and see what happens? Why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can roll. The, here's, here's the problem. Roll the dice. Here's the problem is that you have, and uh, you know, I'll say it, you have a sensitive fan base who has been run over, run over by a truck the last two seasons. Um, so I can understand why they're sensitive. If the Galaxy lose this game at home, And they go to, you know, one win, two losses. And they drop further down in the standings. Currently sitting, I think, eighth in the Western Conference. Granted, after two games, the fluctuations jump all over the place. That's not necessarily concerning, but it's something that you you need to take a look at. Um, There's more panic in there. Um, and yeah, you go, and then the, the real thing is, if you can get the win against Minnesota, Larry, you can carry some momentum through the international break, get guys healthy, and come back against a, who I think is still a very good team, the Portland Timbers, um, come, despite their meltdown against LAFC in the second half, um, and the ear flicking that's going on.
2: Do you think Scalotta would be happy with a tie? Yeah. <sighs>
1: I'll say that from I my I think f- he might
2: considering what he has to work with now. I think he might.
1: I'll, I think I'll, it's a possibility. I'll say this, I think a draw against Minnesota would be a positive outcome for the LA Galaxy I do too. just looking at how it is. Now that's just from a from an outside perspective looking at it. You really have to think that a win is something that you have to try. At home you have to win games. Most definitely. But at the same time realistically, I think a draw would be a positive result. If I'm asking for the likely result, I think Minnesota wins this game. Um I said that Dallas would beat the Galaxy 2 to 1. Uh, Alvarez almost made me made me truthful on that. Um so I, you know I think right now if you're looking at this Minnesota team they're just they're they they're playing with a belief and even if they don't have it all figured out right now Larry they're at least playing with a belief that they have something that's there. Um and so I think that I think that the Galaxy could lose this game and I don't think it would be shocking to see them lose this game just like it wasn't shocking for them to lose against Dallas. Um, if you- it's one
2: sided I think it would be shocking. I don't think it's going to be one-sided.
1: I think the Galaxy... You're hoping that the Galaxy learned enough from last game, Larry, that they're able to go in and create chances um, and hold possession. Because I think the Galaxy had 35 for or 34% possession against Dallas. That can't happen. I think they almost got out past 2-1 to one against Dallas. Granted, on the road... On the road should be different than at home. And you should see it. But you didn't see the Galaxy have possession whenever they played Chicago. Chicago had the possession. Um, You didn't see the Galaxy get out past Chicago. Chicago out past the LA Galaxy. So you need to see, in my mind, the keys here are going to be that you have to find somebody who's going to score goals and be dangerous because otherwise... I mean, if you're Minnesota, who are you marking on the LA Galaxy right now? Who are you worried about? Who are you game planning for? You're probably looking in the center of the field and saying, okay, how are we going to handle Jonathan Dos Santos? Because if we can disconnect him from the formation, then we can disconnect a lot of things. They'll probably go after Sebastian Lejet and say, okay, the guy has a broken nose. Be a little rough on him. Be, a little, you know, be physical with him. Try to knock him out because as if he gets knocked out, the link there isn't going to go. But I'm not sitting there game planning for Antuna. I'm just going to be like, okay, that guy's fast. Be careful. Uh, and I'm not going to sit there and game plan for Boateng, I'm going to be like, okay, just don't let him turn inside, because if you keep him outside, his crosses generally aren't very good, and he's not a danger to score a goal in terms of shooting, right? So then you look on the other side, which is probably Pontius, and you're like, okay, Chris Pontius can be a dangerous weapon. He can he makes late runs. Look at the LAFC We've game last year. We've seen him score some nice goals, scores definitely. A, but he's not necessarily a guy you're game-planning But he's around. not a goal scorer. Not, I mean, not, not in that position, certainly. Right. Um, So, yeah, you look at all that. That's where it is. Whenever Zlatan's on the field, you know that the other team is game planning for Zlatan. Whenever Roman Alessandrini is on the field with Zlatan, you know that the team is figuring out, okay, how do we mark these two guys out of the game, which opens up spots for other people. We talked about it whenever it was Landon Donovan and Robbie Keane and and David Beckham, that whenever you had multiple players like that, you can't mark everybody, and so somebody's going to get open. Um, And if you put those sorts of players into good spaces, but where are those players for the LA Galaxy right now? How,
2: How important do you think Joe Corona is going to be in this game.
1: I, he has to be huge, but he has, he to, be has to be huge. He has to be huge for the rest of the year um, because they brought him in to connect a midfield that was disconnected. Um, they brought him in to be, I think, more of a playmaker or at least free up Sebastian Legette to be more of a playmaker. I think Shkalota likes being in a 4 3 3 formation. With Slotan, you're not going to play that way. You're going to play a 4-1-4-1 or you're going to make sure that he's a one up by himself for the most part. It's a modified four. anything is modified. Every time I sit here and people want to really argue formations, I can make a 4-3-3, a 4-1-4-1 like that. It's not hard. I'll just, oh, just move this player up. This player now has more of an attacking role. Now you're in a 4 um, 3 so So that's, that's what you look. I really think that this LA Galaxy team is short on star power for this Minnesota game. And because of that, I think it's going to be a struggle for the Galaxy to score goals.
2: I was going to say, they're, they're certainly short on goal scorers. On that's for sure. Yeah. Not star power. Not so much star power. Goal scorers. Well, I
1: mean, I'm talking game changers. Well, who knows?
2: They might surprise us.
1: Who's the game changer on the field? I mean, I, I can't. It's not going to be Jonathan Dos Santos, despite the fact that you want him to be and despite the fact that he probably needs to be, it's not going to be him. Um, you know, again, is it going to be Sebastian Legette? He can. He hasn't showed it, but he's also been injured. He's, he was rusty. It's tough to judge anything off of two games, especially when you didn't see two of the players in the first game with Joe Corona and Sebastian Lejet making their, their debuts, um, really, for last year uh, or for this year. So so
2: many questions about this team so early, early in the season, but, you know, I'm, I'm usually a patient, a patient person, and I'm usually patient about the Galaxy, so I'm willing to wait. But, you know, let's face it, this is, this is happening 20, 25 games into the season, then... The alarms are going off. Then the red flags are being raised. But, yeah. It, you know,
1: I'm patient, but... This this is why. This is why the red flags go off. This season, and I didn't feel this way in 2018. In 2017, I felt this way. I felt the same way that this team feels right now. You look at who they brought in to sort of back up players, and it's the young talent the LA Galaxy had. They did that in 2017. Then you look at the injuries that happened in 2017 that forced that young talent to play it through two and games that young talent was not was, ready was not ready and they weren't there. and nor it wasn't even that they weren't ready larry you can't throw all of them on the field at the same time and then expect the level of play to be way up here uh, it was trial by fire and there were so many injuries that they never got a chance to be developed in the way that they probably wanted to it might not have been a horrible thing but if you look at the galaxy this year they've gone out and they've gotten the young talent to back it up you got guys like you know uh like uh, uh araho um, Julian Araujo, who's backing up. So if Felcher goes down, Andrea Araujo's going to play on the right side. Um, or the new French defender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Didi Trure, Um, You know, you're going to force him into into um, you know a big spot if somebody gets injured and you're going to play was him. was very high on him, too. I'm sure. And um, again, I remember the LA Galaxy being high on guys like... Uh, Nathan Jos- Smith. Jose Villarreal and Nathan Smith and, you know, all these other guys. Uh, Jaime Villarreal. Um, but you look, go back and look at where these guys are now and they're not to be found. Um, so anyway, I I just think it's, it's going to be tough. This Minnesota game is not easy. Um, and so we'll see how the LA galaxy end up doing. Um, if you're asking me, I think that they lose this game two to one and two to one is an easy score to predict all the time, but it's also an accurate score a lot of the time. So I, I will stick with my two to ones and one ones and, and one nothings and that type of thing. Uh, I just don't know. I see maybe a one, one tie. I could see that. Here's the thing though, with both of our predictions, who scores the one goal? And that's a question we don't have answers for. So really, you could look at a shutout might be more likely than than the Galaxy scoring goal or, or even a 0-0 shutout um, for a draw. However you want to look at it. But I, listen, I don't blame anybody for thinking the Galaxy can win this game. It's at home. It's against Minnesota. They're on the road for the third week in a row. Maybe they're getting tired of that. Maybe they're feeling a little cocky after beating what I think is a pretty poor San Jose team. But if Minnesota comes in and routes the Galaxy three to nothing, then you can also say the Galaxy are a pretty poor team and Minnesota is a good team. Um, so it'll be uh, be interesting to see. Is there is there anything else you want to talk about on the game side? Uh, no sir, no sir. You're good. I'm good. Are we are we done then? Should yes, we, sir. Should we call it? All right. Uh, LA Galaxy face off against. Good mid- news, no flies in the office this week. I was going to say we didn't have any. Um, LA Galaxy face off against Minnesota United, 7:30 p.m. kickoff. Spectrum Sports Center, Spectrum Deportes on Saturday, March 16th, my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom! Um, and uh, we'll see everybody there. I'll be there. Larry will be there. Um, so uh, if you want to come see me at halftime again, the top of section 108.
2: And go ahead and call me Larry Morgan. Not on Twitter. He loves I it. I don't mind it he, now. He I don't loves it. Mind. It's he, a badge he, of honor.
1: He shifted his thinking now, and he likes it so Larry Morgan not on Twitter well, I don't say I
2: like it but you know I put
1: up he it. loves it alright if you're looking for Larry Morgan not on Twitter he's not on Twitter just go ahead and hit us up at corner of the galaxy at gmail.com and uh, we'll forward any messages that you have for Larry uh, but of course Larry doing a great job uh, covering the LA Galaxy for the website cornerofthegalaxy.com go read his notebook right now and if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGuessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com where you can read Larry's articles. You can read my articles. You can look at our shop, cornerthegalaxy.com, Click the shop button for your scarves, your t-shirts, your buttons, your coasters. All that stuff is up there right now. I'll put links to it in the podcast. So uh, hopefully you'll see. Uh, you can uh, you can get there through our links. All right. For Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, I'm Josh Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerthegalaxy.com.
0: Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at galaxypodcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.